Welcome to the Black Girl in College podcast. Where we are two black girls sharing our experiences of this bumpy journey called college. In doing so, we hope to create a comfortable and safe space for those who may relate to our experiences. We're your hosts, Kiki and Mo. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about adversity in, in the, the classroom. classroom. All right, so today's episode, we will be having a special guest again. Um, this person has previously been on our episode before. Go ahead, introduce yourself. What's good, y'all? I'm back. <laughs> nah, it's uh, it's Taylor Taylor Moore from Iowa State University, sociology major. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know me, now you do. Okay. Well, we have Taylor on this episode. So, um, first, so from just our college experience in mm-hmm. general, how do you feel about class? Class is trash. Oh. <laughs> That was original. Yeah, pull it down. Original. Nah, but like everything, man. Everything about going to class is just like, like even just I don't know. Class is just I don't know because it it can be anything. It can be the (laughs) the way the teacher teaches the syllabus, Mm -hmm. the way the teacher made the syllabus, (laughs) (laughs) the coursework. All of that is just, man, it's like, you just can't go right. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> like, you can't, you can't, you can't. How do you feel about class, Key? You know, class is class. You don't get variety. Nothing's the same. Um, it's not high school at all. At all. Um, they, don't, they don't really prepare you for this. I know in the high school, they, they try and they say we're preparing you for college. They, them teachers ain't been in college in a minute, so they're not prepared yeah. for nothing. I don't know how it was back in the day, but back in the day, they probably had 13 colleges. We got more than that. Like, class can just be whatever. Like, yeah, I know that's that's generic, but it's, that's how class is. It's just generic, literally. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. You, yeah, I mean, before when I got here, like, I used to go in and I used to be very anxious to go to class because it's like, first of all, I'm at a PWI, and what made me anxious was like, I hope there's more black people in the classroom especially like just in my field of social work, most of the time there aren't black people in it anyway. So that's mm-hmm. what made me anxious before, but now I kind of ignore it. And you know, I realize like, maybe I could be the person to make professors realize why they need more students of color. If right. that's how God wants to use me, that's how he's gonna use me. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, like you said, class is class at the end of the day. Like I'm just going, I make sure I engage because I mean, honestly, I don't know about y'all classes, but a lot of the students in my classes don't really engage. Mm-hmm. And I can tell the professor struggles with that. Like, the, the professors are amazing to me on my part. The ones that I have, they do what they can to make it very engaging. But then you just got students here sitting on their phones. And it's like, what are you in college for anyway? Why did you come to class if you're not going to respect the professor? First of all, the education that they put in to make sure they can be able to teach you mm-hmm. is, like, mad disrespectful. But, like, I, I do like that you said that, but at the same time, like, not all professors are like that either. Like, I can't, yeah. even, can't even sit here. I'm talking about mine. Yeah, that's good yeah, for you, though. Like, I love that I'm for you. For I. I really do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I had some professors just like, I'm looking at them, they're looking at me. Like, I don't know what to do. You teach me, not I teach you. Like, why, mm-hmm. you, why do you want me to lay out the coursework? I don't even know what we're doing. Like, some teachers, they either be too laid back and that's not what you want sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some teachers, they just talk. They don't even got a plan, no presentation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's called lectures. <laughs> In class we had last year, I ain't even, ain't even finna put no names in it, but right? <laughs> you wanna get that teacher in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, you gonna get how, what you get. Yes, facts. So, do you feel that your non-black teachers, professors, really care about you? Why or why not? And have you ever had, like, 
a personal encounter with them that made you like first you give them a chance you know, okay you can you can understand where i'm coming from as a black student at a pwi or they say something reckless now you like i'm looking at you sideways like i can't really trust you as a professor okay low-key i think it depends on it sucks but i think it depends on like your major your department um because i'm and a that's it. yeah because i'm a sociology major but like i can't even really say huh, i guess i can't really say that even does anything because a lot of my social classes be white professors majority white students still don't be knowing what race ethnicity nationality is like they just in there taking it for the coursework for the prereqs but um <clears throat> i noticed like like a lot of my friends who be in stem they cannot like express themselves at all like mm -hmm. they gotta be you know ain't no can i get an extra an extended day there's everything is like clear cut like there's just i don't know like i feel like in the in the stem <clears throat> in the STEM, like, colleges. It's just, they have no type of, like, Support. like, yeah, or, like, Extra help. yeah, they just, mm -hmm. they just are not conscious of, like, what students be going through just because mm -hmm. they be talking about, like, math all day. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. um, yeah, no, nah, no. <laughs> so you do or don't feel like they care? Uh, I don't think. Or you could just say, like, in, in my major, I feel like they do. Or they in don't. my major, I think it's more, um, it should be, like, a prerequisite to care in my major. Mm. Yeah, but it should be a prereq across the board. Um, but I would say, like, generally, it sucks to say, but no. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you can't be mad. Like, you just saying what you see. Right, right. So, yeah. How about you, Do you feel like your non-black professors care about you? Why or why not? I mean, to be honest, I don't, probably only had, like, one black professor or the whole college. This is my third year. Um, yeah, I only had one black professor, really. So, if you're asking in general, do my teachers care? Um, I think it depends on the teacher, but... I don't think it's like racially motivated if they don't care. I just think like a bogus teacher gonna be a bogus teacher. But yeah. um, for me, um, I think my teachers right now they do care. Uh, last year, I think my teachers care for the most part. The ones who did care, some of them they just go there to teach. Like they got mm -hmm. one job, they just need to teach, get their money. Um, they didn't really care. But um, I ain't really had no personal encounters with a professor this year. I don't think. Um, or even last and previously, like I don't, I can't really recall a encounter I had that was like, oh, this teacher's bogus. Like there might have been one, right. but it might have not been serious enough for me to actually remember or care. But True. It might pop up later. So what about for you, like your experiences in colleges? Because mm -hmm. I know you went to, you go to different school than us. Right. So very true. Um, I did like that Taylor mentioned, even though it is bogus to say by major, because um, in the field of social work. I have three professors before classes, one of them I have twice, and um, they make it known, like, we talk about the racism within social work. You can't talk about that, like, you can't talk about social work without address, like addressing that in the field of social work when it comes to, you know, DHS and all types of stuff like that, how they um, target, mm -hmm. you know, BIPOC people. 
And so like talking about that, it made me see my professor in a different light. They are white, so it was very helpful for me because they were like, we're not, we not gonna not talk about it. That's the first thing we talk about right after the syllabi and made it will be known and students, whenever they make a point, they bring it up too of how we can make the system better. So, I mean, I feel specifically that professor has made it known that they care and they recognize that I am a black student. Um, the other two, I don't want to say that they don't, but they haven't done anything out, you know, out of the ordinary to make me feel like, okay, I really do see you. Mm -hmm. You know, they haven't addressed it or sort of say one has recognized the racism within the system. Um, but the other, I don't know, maybe it just don't come up, I guess, you know, I don't know how you fit it into the class, but it's like, we still should talk about it. Um, so yeah, I, I can't say, I say with my professors. It's about a 50-50, but overall, I'm not going to say that yet because I haven't had enough professors mm -hmm. to really fill out for like, okay, I can see y'all care or not. Right. So. so what does the faculty and staff support look like for you and on your school and on your campus? Like, are there staff and faculty that represent you and like, how does that make you feel? I would say <clears throat> I didn't really get like supportive faculty and staff until like literally junior year early this year senior year which is senior year mm -hmm. um just because one i think it like it's very hard to find like genuine faculty at least in my opinion mm -hmm. um because like some of it could be you know either like like i said it could be the way they teach it could be the coursework or it could be like just like them incorporating like real life stuff, um, like even just taking like like COVID and stuff like that. A lot of faculty and support, uh, a lot of faculty and staff like are still kind of mindless to what's going on in the mm -hmm, world. Hundred percent. So then, like, you don't even know how you can be, but okay. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, at your age, you mm -hmm. can't be mindless. Exactly. So like, when I'm like, there's stuff happening in the world, and y'all still expect me to like do all of this stuff like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people are literally like dying right. it, it, like literally so um i just think like i haven't really gotten the support i needed until like yeah like junior senior year when i really started to get to the nitty-gritty of like coursework and you know trying to make make a way to get to hopefully i get to grad school mm -hmm. um but, you know, trying to push for that, and that was when I kind of saw the support really start to, like, come in. But um, freshman, sophomore year, man. <laughs> <laughs> he said support? I didn't even know the word. I felt like I was a ghost. Like, I was just yeah. wandering campus. Like, it was just <laughs> literally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would about? say, like, for me, if you want support, you have to actually seek it. And I feel like sometimes it shouldn't have to be like that. As a student, I shouldn't have to and we touched on that. put myself out there to get that support in a way. Like, it's, sometimes it should just be readily available there. Mm -hmm. And then I agree with Taylor, like, on the being genuine. Like, about every professor, is not about every, but, like, a lot will say, like, if you need me, let me know. But it's, like, is a professor, or not even just professor, like, if we're talking about faculty and staff in general, are they ever going to reach out first? Are they ever going to check in first? Because sometimes when you're going through what you're going through, it's just tough to mm -hmm. make that first step. So it's like finding that support in your faculty and staff can just be difficult, hard to find genuine people who actually care, who remember your name. Like, they'll remember a face, but it's like, mm -hmm. it's there, but it's not 
all the way there. And I know there is some um, faculty that is support for me, so I'm not going to say I don't have nobody because right. I do have people, but it's like mm -hmm. it, it's not apparent the first, um, like first thing. And I will say for me, like I didn't get support until I came to Iowa State, which I went, my first year in Iowa State was last year, for those who don't know, but like when I was at Kirkwood, I ain't, I ain't had no single support. I can't even, not even from the mm -hmm. sugar coat and put people's feelings into consideration. There was right. zero support, not that. a single fact. They just went there and teach. All mm -hmm. they did was teach. Um, Scott, I had nice professors. That's not support, though. Um, right. It's nice that you're nice. It is nice that you're nice and you care, and I can, I can send an email and, you, and you're respectful, but, like, mm -hmm. that's not support either. So I didn't have any, like, support within the school at all that year. Um, mm -hmm. Last year, you know, just trying to find support and all that. But for the university, I just don't – I think it could definitely be better – um, there is some representation here at Iowa State. Um, I think for, even though it's a PWI, I do think that there's like a, like the ratio of the student to um, black faculty ratio, I think it's pretty decent. Like I do see black uh, faculty and staff, but I do think obviously it can be mm -hmm. more professors and we need to see more successful black um, people in general, not teachers, but like just successful black people in mm -hmm. these positions. But yeah, I think I see it personally, but it could definitely be more, and I would like it if it was represented more in each college, each major. Right. Me, I haven't seen it in my major, not even, to, like, we're talking outside of college, I haven't even seen, like, in my major, personally. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, real people who are, say, like, I'm an interior designer and I'm black. I've never met a real black interior designer before mm -hmm. in my life yet, but, yeah. So, how about you? What does, like, the support look like to you? Or do you feel represented and all that at your school? Um, I feel like I've been very blessed to have that support as like a non-black, well, as a black mm. student, that's what I meant, as a black student since like high school. Like I've had it since high school, freshman year. Um, I can count probably about a handful of teachers there that really like weren't helping me just because I was a student because I'm not just a student, I'm a black student. That's different. Like you're going to mm -hmm. see that I'm black before you probably know that I am a student. And like they recognize that and they help me with that. And even to this day, they still email me. I still use them for references for scholarships. Very they nice. reach out for jobs and stuff like that. So I feel very blessed in that aspect. And it continue on through Scott. Um, and yeah, so now at a university, coming from a community college university, it's obviously a bigger field. Like it's a bigger playground for me. Um, I think there's a lot of faculty and staff of color, but they're not really black. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And to me, it's like I recognize that I'm not the only oppressed community. You know, right. there's other people need representation too, but it's like I still sometimes feel like they forget the black community and then the black woman. And like I don't mm -hmm. have that representation. Like I mentioned before, I'm pretty sure we only have one black um, female therapist. Right. You know, and there's girls that I know who are black too. And, like, you know, we've all been recommending her. And, like, just imagine that all is recommending her. She got so much on her hands now because, mm -hmm. you know, we're the only one she wants, well, we're the only one we want to go to for her. And it's just, like, the stress of that. And, like, it's, like, how can't the campus see we need more, like, black faculty and staff on campus? And right. it's not to guarantee that, okay, you, you may be black and I may be able to connect connect with you but the fact that if I can I don't have a barrier I don't have to explain my life story because for the most part you may understand it already 
Mm-hmm. Like for white people, I feel like uh, sometimes I'm, I have to over explain what I'm talking about, right. and therefore I don't even want to talk about it no more. Mm-hmm. Cause like I just wish you would get like if I talk to you, you know you get it. But if I go and talk to like a white student, I gotta explain everything, the gist backstory. of everything, backstory, words, like what that means. Like at this point, I don't want to talk about it no more. Mm-hmm. So like I don't feel like I feel like there's representation in color, but specifically of black faculty and staff. No. Mm-hmm. So, in what ways do y'all feel like your school can improve that? Hire more. Mm. That's it. That's all. That's where you need to start. You need to hire more. Um, talk about, like, because I think I mentioned this before, though. I feel like a lot of campuses lie about their diversity. It's all on a pamphlet. And when you get there, that's all the black people that you got. Is it? That is on the pamphlet. And that's it. That's all. That. I, don't, I don't know if I told you. But um, we had a photographer come in last week. And he was taking pictures of the program white. He walked past everybody. He came up to me specifically and said, I'm taking pictures for the school website. And I already knew. I said, bro, we in this room. It's 70. It's about 80 people in here. Why did you come to the only black girl and try to flick me up? And exactly. I thought he was just like trying to say like general broad type of thing. He took pictures of me specifically. But my mm-hmm. professor, you know, she had my back and said, do you have permission? Facts. Who, who told you to come here? But like no, it's the true. fact that I was going to individual headshot, photo shoot, all of that. Like you said, they be lying on their diversity. They will put you on a website, pamphlet, booklet, all of that. No, for sure. It's so true. And then something like that is like, it's like an opportunity. But then sometimes you got to decline an opportunity mm-hmm. because what is the outcome? You use right. me because I'm black. That's, I am your diversity. Mm-hmm. You use me because I am more than being black. But right. you never took time to understand that. Mm-hmm. I think a way that we can improve it, like the school can improve it, they need to obviously hire more people, but just even have that conversation. You're not going to hire more people if you don't even know it's a real issue. Or if you don't want to see that it's an issue, you need to sit and have a conversation. We need more black staff, black women staff specifically. Like, I only know two black women, three, three black women faculty staff. That's including professors in other positions. Really, I only know mm-hmm. one professor. Um, I think I only know two. The other two are other positions. I'm trying to think, but... Four. Now I'm at four. Okay. Dang, lucky. But like, no, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think of them, and they're slowly five. Okay, they're slowly popping in my head. But, but it's like, the fact that see, also not, that. that's still a small number. Because mm-hmm. I can't. I'm probably even if I still see her to try to think. I don't know if I can think of ten mm-hmm. uh, total. So just mm-hmm. like, they need to have the conversation and stop trying mm-hmm. to to fake support the community. Like, and I like how you mm-hmm. mentioned like people of color. They'll categorize all of us. It's like. You need to specifically work with each oppressed group, not just as a whole. Right. Like we need to, they need to actually have the conversation initially before they even consider hiring people type of thing. Sure. What do you think, Taylor, that the school can do to improve that? Um, I know I've actually talked about this quite a bit in my uh, McNair class, um, but like showcasing, because um, you know, we were talking about support earlier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But I think like, access to resources, but like actually showing the resources. Like, uh, I don't know if y'all remember DIS. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, that, that orient, freshman orientation thing. I think y'all have something like that too. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's called. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you see like a lot of stuff, like, you know, when you first get to campus, but then like, you still don't know anything. Like right. they tell you right. there's resources, but you ain't never but gonna you, see that resource. Take me to the so. take me to the building. Take me where like, I can go get it. Mm-hmm. There there was stuff junior year that I had that I was figuring out. I'm like, if I had known this like a f- 
coming in as a freshman, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I would have changed the game. Like, I don't know, little stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I remember somebody told me, um, I forgot who told me this, but I think it's in the uh, Student Wellness Center. I think there's like a room. Uh, don't quote me on this, I could be wrong. But I think there's a room where the like there's literally the the lighting. They have a room just for like getting uh it basically it's a room for like people with seasonal depression. Right. Okay. So the lighting is specifically designed to give you like um kind of like the vitamin D or right. you know, like that that kind of light. That's probably helpful for now because depression increases in the winter. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah, but like literally nobody knows about that. <laughs> Right. Like, I don't even, I had to go to a, a teacher came to me and told me that. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if actual students know about that. Because mm-hmm. you know how many people, like, during the winter I know are just like, nah, you know, I don't feel like going nowhere. Nah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to mm-hmm. stay in the crib. Because you're inside more. Yeah. It's dark, like, depression peaks out then. Especially, oh, man, it get dark here, it was 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that is like, it changes the whole mood. Like, the it really mood. does. Um, you be feeling like it's bedtime and you need right. to end your day, but the whole time it's like it's only five thirty. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, but just like showcasing like the resources, like whether it's like programs or more financial aid resources, mm-hmm. scholarships. Like, um, I mean, I was still figuring out one app for like two years before <laughs> before I finally got a scholarship. I'm like, oh, so it's it ain't that hard. I just got it, yeah. but like. Right, you know, but you shouldn't have to do that on your own, though. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff I was figuring out on my own, just because, right. like, even if the even if you know someone had a piece of paper was like, oh, here's a pamphlet, but it's just like generic. There was just certain things where it's just like you need more than just mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. to to Hands help, on. you know, especially helping us like as black students as as POC, right. you know, people. So um, yeah, I just think literally. Finding better ways to present the resources to make them more accessible. I think that's that has been pretty huge for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, have you guys had any personal racist or like microaggression type of encounters in the classroom? It could be with another student. It can be with the professor. Maybe they said something, was teaching something, and you know, like you was like, your eyes went wide. Like, bro, did you really just say that? I ain't gonna lie. I think it's so. Like I absorb it at this point. Like it's, mm-hmm. I get like literally. I can't even. It it literally doesn't surprise me anymore because it's just mm-hmm. like, okay. Because now now it's more of an energy thing where it's like, I don't. I should say I don't care enough to entertain it. Right. But I'm like, alright, man. Like I just I'm just trying to go home. Like I just want to mm-hmm. go to sleep. Cool. I'm just gonna let you say what you. You know, oh, I look like this. I'm like, all right, are you just saying you just said that because I'm dark skinned, bro? I don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. And like you said, you don't have the energy for it. And even if you did, I don't know how many times I got to say this. I am not going to teach you. It is not mm-hmm. my job to educate you on what you should know, already know, recognize. That's not my job. I'm not going to walk around letting you know your biases or you things like that and educate you. Mm-hmm. So. I think on the contrary, though, like you do have to educate sometimes just because a lot of people aren't. No, you do, but I'm saying that's racist. not my job. That's not my job. But sometimes people aren't like intentionally like discriminatory, just intentionally like microaggressions or intentionally racist. Like a lot of times it's like it's just really coming from, you can tell though, like sometimes it's genuine, like I don't, they don't know what they talk about. Um, me personally, just like, I think I get a lot of comments on my hair, but at this point, I just tell everybody my hair is always real. Like, stop asking. Don't ask me if my hair is real. You want to ask a white girl if her hair was real. Just because exactly. it's long. 
Yes, I can switch it up. I can change the length of my real hair because it's called stretching. It shrinks. I can stretch it how I want, style it how I want. But I feel like I get a lot of comments about my hair, but it's not really like negative type of like, oh, wow, it looks crazy. But like you said, Taylor, I really do absorb it because like I can't think of an example right now, but I can't sit here and tell you I don't get microaggressions. Like it's really an energy thing. Like I just can't. Sometimes you just don't want to entertain it. You just, because it's going to take up, it's going to be on your mind for a long time. And then at that point, you just ruin your own mood. And I just can't let people have that control over me. I've already in the past let people have control over me like that. And I just don't want to get back to that point where it's like, I really let you affect the rest of my week. And you really just like messed up all aspects of my life. True. So I learned to not let my mind spiral down that way. If somebody says something, Sometimes I'll, I'll act like I didn't hear it at all. Sometimes I just say it coming back. Sometimes I just keep it pushing. Like it just not even. It just it's tiring to to always be fighting. Like I know, <laughs> right? Like I know people do, like they don't want to hear that. They're like, "What are you talking about?" Like, I be telling people I be I'm fighting every day every because day. me. Um. So in my interior design studios, we have our own personal desk. You know, I gotta plug myself. So we got. I made a custom name tag. I put my QR code. So you know, okay. people ask about it. And I'll tell them about my podcast, and it's like, what, what, like, you know, Black Girl in College podcast, what, what's it about? Our experiences, just college, but from a Black Girl experience, and like, it, most of the time, it's just like, what's, what's unique about it? Like, if you don't mind me asking, like, how's it, how's it different? It's just like, we're I fighting. Said I said, title. but it's like, they want to understand that. They don't know that I'm in class fighting right now, <laughs> that I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be around you guys. You guys talking to me is like making me feel it's yeah, way. But like, not in a, in a negative way. Like, I hate them. I don't hate anybody mm-hmm. in my program. But it's just like, you're just here in class chilling around other people. I'm in class conscious that I'm black. Are you mm-hmm. conscious that you're white right now? Are you True. thinking about the fact that you're white when you encounter people? Like, I have to think about the fact mm-hmm. that I'm black before I speak. Like, mm-hmm. Or when I enter a room, I'm like, yep, I'm black. Like, you shouldn't have to be reminded of that every couple mm-hmm. seconds. So It's crazy that you said that because I was literally on the bus yesterday. <laughs> I was on the bus yesterday. And y'all know, like, every time you get on the bus, it's just like... Especially when you get in that orange, at 23 oh. orange, but it'd be like, it'll be none but white people. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, but you, like, I'll be on the bus and I'll just be thinking, like, I wonder if y'all really see that, like, this feels uncomfortable for me. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, cause I'm like, okay, like, everyone's sitting down, but like, mm-hmm. do you guys look around you or like, oh, there's no black people. Right. Like, do y'all think that? Like, you know, like, right. I really be thinking that. Like, but some people, a lot of people just really don't think that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it's so normal for them. For them mm-hmm. Where they're just like, oh, I'm just getting right. on this bus. And that's the, that's really the <laughs> emphasis on, like, when we say you will never understand what people of color go through. All you can do, like, as a white person is be an ally. Mm-hmm. You exactly. can't sit here. Because we all know that. We all know one white person who's really just like really pro black, mm-hmm. and like while they sometimes like think like that's the right thing, sometimes it's like okay, take a step back. You're, you're not in our shoes. You cannot speak on behalf of us. Yeah, yeah. You will never understand. I appreciate you want to, but no. When you're in your environment with like your white friends, you're not just thinking, oh wow, black people are really going through an issue right, right. now. Oh it's not gosh. on your mind twenty four seven. This is a temporary conversation between me and you. Mm-hmm. But once I walk away, this is my and life. Enter you your space. You're not even thinking about being black anymore. But yeah. when I walk away from that conversation, I'm going home like. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough day. As a black, I had to fight. Oh, true. You don't walk away from being black. Like, I wake Mm -hmm. up, I'm black, go to sleep, I'm black. I walk around campus, I'm black. I eat, I'm black. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get away from that. And 
you know, fortunately they can, but I can't get away from being black. Like, and it's just the the constant reminder. Like, it's not like I'm choosing to remind myself that I don't wake up and I'm just like, huh, let me remember I'm black. It's always when I step out of my dorm and I see stuff, I'm like, oh, yep, I am black. <laughs> I am black. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's just one of the issues and it's just one of the things that people aren't conscious about. Like, I know a lot of white people, like, they're tired of this conversation you're tired of it because for you, it was just a conversation. Obviously, conversations get old, but me, it's literally a 24-7 fight, so it's not mm -hmm. never, like, it doesn't get old for me. I, I can't let it get old if I want it to. It's going to keep exactly. popping right back up, and, gonna and I'm going to get reminded it's always going to be there. This is not a, a temporary protest and fight. It's not a trend. It's not going to get old ever in my life. So. Exactly. And like you said, every day you basically got to wake up and fight, which is why I said sometimes I'm not going to teach nobody. I'm tired. I have no energy. Like, you take everything from me. Like, there's never a moment that I didn't want to be black, but it's like, dang, like, come on now. It's like, what's the big deal about being black? Mm -hmm. I'm just as beautiful and unique as everybody else. Like, you know, and it's like some, and some people have to face, you know, their biases for themselves. Like you said, sometimes they don't know they hold it in this for, that's why they continue asking on these questions. But at the same time, it's not my job to teach you if I don't have the energy to do so. And sometimes mm -hmm. it get tiring explaining over and over and over again. I have to fight every day. I can't take this black skin off. I can't. Mm -hmm. You're going to recognize I'm black before I'm a student. You're going to recognize I'm black before you know my goals, my dreams. Like, you're going to see that first. Mm -hmm. So... How exactly have you guys gotten through it or kind of just like managed it, dealt with it, I guess? Because it's not going to God, matter. first and foremost. Yeah. I'm just, I, I can't think of anything else. Of course, the little campus support they think they providing, <laughs> like that, but you as my best friend, but first and foremost, God. Like, when I don't understand, I just, I got to call on him. I don't. I can't even think of anything else besides that. This guy. He probably tired of me calling him That's at this up. point. But I know for me, um, I had to find like, uh, dang, I had to live, like. That's really why I joined like you know other clubs and orgs because mm -hmm. it was like I knew I wasn't gonna get in the classroom. Mm -mm. Uh, you know, I had to just. I literally had to find a way because um, one, that's just me as a person. Like I literally. I like to be around different kinds of people, but coming here, it was so emphasized, like, because, you know, we, we from Davenport, so like right. that, it ain't nothing new, but when you come to, this is like, like rural, like Iowa, this is like. Yeah, more up north. Yeah, like farmer, like, you know, it's just really emphasized, but um, when I joined like the McNair program or when I joined um, uh, old magazine we used to have on campus, a uh, certain magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like with you know it was with people of all ethnicities. Right. Um, so finding other communities was the best way for me to get that like outlet, or mm -hmm. like in a way for me to describe my experience with other people who are going through the same experiences. Because mm -hmm. um, even sometimes in the in the space that you want to be in, it's still like you still searching for a space and the space you thought was a space wasn't a space. So um, I ended up having to, you know, when I joined Sir, when I was doing Sir Magazine, like I found my little outlet. I found my, my people as I like to call it. Um, so, but the thing, then again, it came back on me doing that. Like I had to exactly. be my own outlet. Like I had to go out and search for the, the support in the community that I wanted. 
which says more because we literally have to do it ourselves when it comes down to it. Like we right. ha we have to make our own selves comfortable in this space. And campus knows that. Like, mm -hmm. come on, I don't. Y'all been open for so how long? Y'all been talking about we've been established since 1921. Y'all know since mm -hmm. the beginning of y'all school that <laughs> students needed that, mm -hmm. and y'all have yet to make that like a priority. They yeah. know that. And I think that also just like what we said previously, it's just not on their mind at all. They're just not conscious about it, and I feel like mm -hmm. to an extent that's a choice. Because it's definitely 2022. We definitely have social media news. If you see this stuff every day, why are you not prioritizing? Like, yeah. why are you not thinking, oh, it's not my issue. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to, that's not my fight. I'm not going to worry about it. That's really what it gives. But it's like, mm -hmm. if you see this constantly, something about race every year, why are you not addressing it? Why are you still struggling to see that it's a real issue? I think for me, just like um, getting through it, like Taylor said, you gotta make you gotta find your own outlet support. But like for me, what that looks like is I literally can't have this conversation over. Like I don't talk about race with people. I don't like engaging in those meaningful conversations. It's so tiring. Like I just I don't wanna talk about it. Like that's really the point I've been these last couple of years. Like I just don't talk about it. When people do start to talk about it, even like black people, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, like I just I don't wanna engage in the conversation. I'm not gonna add anything to the conversation because like I feel like I'm having this conversation a fight every day toward the point I just need silence. I, like, can I mm -hmm. think about something else? True. Like, it's one of those things, like, I don't think that white people understand. You don't have, you can think about other stuff. This clouds like, my this mind is, This is all clouding the time. my mind. It's like, schoolwork, I'm black. I gotta eat up, I'm black. I'm like, like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, I'm that's saying. just so much mental energy and space that could really be put towards something positive and great. But no, here I am thinking about all the barriers as being black. Like. Right now, personally, um, something I'm trying to figure out is if I want to study abroad. But when people keep asking me, like, do that, what, what, what's stopping you? Like, you might as well. Did you? I don't know how that's going to look, look like because I'm black. Exactly. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to like really feel it out before. Like, I want to, but at the same time, I'm scared and I don't want to. Like, mm -hmm. I got to still make my pros and cons list. But it's just like there's so many other considerations in every single thing I do. I have to consider what is that going to look like? Is it going to actually look like what it's supposed to look like? Because I'm black. Like, is it going to look like what the pamphlet says? Mm -hmm. Is it going to look like what I see in the movies? Right. Because I'm black. Like, and what support will I have out there, you know? Exactly. Because so. you have to come to Iowa State first and try to, you know, figure mm -hmm. that out. You look at the pamphlets, you already knew they was lying. So imagine going abroad. Like, I want to go abroad, too. Mm -hmm. But it's like, first of all, it's already scary enough. And I, I don't feel like I should have to focus solely on being black. Like, that should be an afterthought right. for me. Like you said, it is scary just for anybody. It's just scary, and then you add black on top of it. <laughs> just throw that black on there. It's just like... And you're a black woman. Yeah, please. And, and like, thank you on that. That really Preach. emphasizes and, like, it puts a lot of things into perspective because I can, you know, I can sit up and say, like, oh, yeah, it's still scary for me, but, like, even if I go over there as a black male, I can still move in a way towards, like, Oh, like I don't necessarily feel someone breathing down my back. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have a moment, or it's probably gonna be a couple moments, but like, mm -hmm. I can still just like kind of just, just I don't know, just me being a male, I still have that that um, that privilege mm -hmm. as a male. Like that's just, right. I have to call what it is. It's still yeah. it's still a privilege that I can travel and do what I want to do, mm -hmm. and not have to be thinking like, man, ain't nobody. I, ain't nobody going to touch me. I can right. travel the world and still be like, mm -hmm. man, what they going to do? Like, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, but like, at, like black women 
you all just don't get that same mm-hmm. comfort, mm-hmm. leeway, security. Like, there's just none right. of that. So, And I appreciate you for recognizing that because, like, in one of our other episodes, we talk about do we feel over-sexualized. And I got to worry about that, too. Like, I'm going to a place. I'm already at you and I trying to build relationships and support system. And however long I'm here studying abroad, I have to make a quick support system and try to trust somebody so I can have somebody to run to when, you know, things get crazy or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, now I'm traveling abroad, worrying about being black, a black woman. Will I be over-sexualized? Will things happen? Foreigner. Such as this. Like, exactly. They're like, oh, she American. Like, try to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I shouldn't have to think about that. Right. So since we are talking about, like, adversities in the classroom, any um, predator-like encounters with, like, any staff or faculty? Do you want to go first? No. Do you want to go? No. Taylor, you want to go? I don't think I've ever had. Um, I feel like I don't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I also just don't think I even, maybe I just never picked up on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. Mm-mm. I'm going to have to say no for right now. I can't really think of anything besides the microaggression and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I, hopefully they don't take it a step further and start getting pressure like, but. Yeah, I'm going to say, no, about you, Kiara? Um, I want to say predator-like, but I do have professors that just made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, and the way they of... spoke to me. Just like, yeah. like, you know how you speak to a little girl? Like, I don't mean like a little kid, but like, you know when people specifically speak to like a little girls or a certain type of way? Yes. <laughs> like, as a grown man, don't speak to me like that. Like, I know I'm younger than you, we're still grown, but like, I don't know. And it's not reading into it, but just like when people no. are overly nice in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm not explaining that correctly, but some no, stuff, it just, it just gives creepy. It's like, mm-hmm. as a grown man, don't, you don't even have to compliment me at all. At all. You know, mm-hmm. don't, even if it just, oh, that's nice talk. Mm-mm. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do I don't that. want you to say my edges is nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't don't even, do that. Don't I didn't do even that. need a compliment for real. Like, I'm, I'm cool on that. But I want to say any predator like, I just say, I know a few professors that have made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and it is different too when the relationship isn't established. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it'd be different if a relationship was established and you trust this person. Cause therefore y'all might compliment each other but you have boundaries, boundaries are there. They're, mm-hmm. Now I don't know you and you just like probably completely demolish a relationship even establishing. Mm-hmm. Because then you also like say when they're talking to you in that manner that they shouldn't, you know, like you said, you was like, I wasn't sure. But then you also just look on how do they treat the other girls or how do they treat other students in general? And you realize you selected me out of all of them and you talk to me a different way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is creepy. Right. Because I definitely had a teacher, first year mm-hmm. math teacher. Um, I was definitely one of his favorite students. Like, I was obviously, like, a, a good student, but it's, mm-hmm. I just wasn't feeling the, the favoritism vibe and mm-hmm. the... In front of class, like, yep, yeah, everybody just cares, just doing so perfect. Uh, you're just, you're just doing amazing, and you're just right. a great person. And <sighs> <laughs> like, it just wasn't yeah, given. It's like every day you don't have to compliment me like that. For like, sure. Like you're, you're being overly nice right now, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of uncomfortable. You're not doing that to nobody else. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's other smart students in this, in this room. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that most likely probably made it difficult for like you trying to establish a relationship, maybe if you wanted to, with other students, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like high school no more people talking about your, you know, a teacher's pet, but at the same time, it's like, they may be looking like, why is he favoring her, and such like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and of course, you can't control people's thoughts. No one, you know, you can't at all, but like, 
it's just making things more difficult for you and it shouldn't be at all. Mm -hmm. So Taylor, do you have any um, struggles in the classroom that you know that are specific to like black males in college, like mm -hmm. that you feel like is a unique experience, like black males have to deal with this in the classroom type of thing? Um, it'd probably just be like the, just like the over-sexualization stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really just coming from like a classmate perspective. Because yeah. um, then it's like, if I, if I walk into a class and, and you know, it's already nothing but white people. Right. And then, but I'm also maybe the only black male. It's like a, it's like a weird energy that I, that it's like a weird energy shift that happens when like, just like you as a black male walk into a room. So it's just like, you get like lots of eyes, like people are just looking mm -hmm. and it's, you know, I already got my own style. So people are already looking, I don't care about that, but it's more so like just the, just the over interested, mm -hmm. like overly interested, mm -hmm. like, 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 like just, I just, you know, I don't know. So, and but I would feel like that's more from the females or the males? Males. I don't think, I think if, if a black woman walks into the class, people are looking at, looking at them more so intrigued, but not as if they'd be interested in them. Mm -hmm. But, because like, I just don't think um, in a lot of white spaces, people like really... I don't think people are attracted to black women in a lot of white spaces. So they'll look at like black women and they're just like, oh, you know, even if your outfits fly, oh, you know, okay, I like your outfit, blah, blah. But there's no like, that's that's where it stops. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, where it stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think me as a black male, um, here's what I can say. Not in college, I don't think I ever had experiences where it was like just that. But in mm -hmm. high school, <laughs> At high school, it was so reckless. Like, mm -hmm. it was just, like, unprovoked, out of left field. Like, it, <laughs> I was just like, wait, like, where did it, how did it get, how did it get to this? Like, right. mm -hmm. so I can't really name specific, like, uh, instances, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it just, dang, like, I kind of just had to put on, like, a coat for so many years. I right. just really... It's really hard to just pick up on specific, like points where it was just like, oh man, this was crazy. Right. I feel like everything's crazy now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like no, everything no. is crazy. It's like I just, chaotic. yeah, mm -hmm. I just absorb all of it now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, how about y'all? I would say specific to like females. One thing that I struggle with so much is just like, as a black female, people already assume that you are like unqualified or less qualified than the rest. So yes. just the way people speak to me, don't ever speak to me like I'm stupid or like mm -hmm. I know less than you. Don't over explain stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't act like I need extra help, especially if I didn't. Um, I know we talked about that our first episode, like one of the weird privileges of being black is yeah. just like people assume you need help and they help you. Like sometimes it's like, okay, I didn't ask for the help, but thank you. But sometimes it's like, okay, but like, you're not gonna keep playing me like I'm dumb. Like, I'm do not. you not know I'm one of the top students in here? Like, that's how, that's how I be feeling sometimes. Like, do you right. not know my grade point average? <laughs> like, do you not know I do this and this? and that's crazy because exactly. I be thinking that in class sometimes after people talk to me, I'm like, do you not know? But sometimes you know you gotta you gotta humble yourself though. But like, <laughs> I be telling myself that. But at the same time, it's like mm -hmm. I'm qualified. Matter of fact, I'm more qualified than you. But I'm not gonna say that. But Thanks. 
why are you assuming that, oh, she can't do this, or we're, we're, actually, we're going to do it for you, we're just going to help you out, because while they try to mask it sometimes as help, it's like, no, we just don't think you could do that, so right. we're going to handle it. It's just like not trusting that I can complete certain tasks, do certain things, and mm-hmm. I really don't ever talk to me stupid. I don't care if you're in a higher position to me. Um, that's one thing I struggle with, like, even, like, on my on-campus job. Like, girl, we're the same grade. And I used to be, because I worked in the dining center, I used to be in there, like, do they not know I'm serve safe certified? <laughs> like, I have the same certifications as these chefs. Don't ever talk to me like I'm stupid. Like, At all. why are you assuming I don't know basic stuff? Why are you talking to me like mm-hmm. a little kid? Why are you changing your whole tone? Yep, sweetheart, make sure you um you cut, like you would not talk to no ground like that. So why are you talking to me like that? Yeah. But I feel like you get that just like in college, in the workspace, outside of college, just whatever you do as a black female, they're just automatically gonna give you the lesser task and you gotta really prove yourself and when you do it's like, Wow, I did such an amazing person, like they're over surprised, like mm-hmm. chill out, this is very simple. Stop making it seem like why are you praising me for the basic stuff? Like exactly, you're you're overdoing it. But for you, anything? Mm-hmm. I feel like, like you said, Taylor, like that you mentioned it, um, that they downplay black women. Like you see me, and then you push me to the side. And then Kira, like that you mentioned, it's like they try to downplay how smart you are. Like you don't even know what I'm capable of. And like probably a little bit before, like when I was at Scott, before I got to you and I. I really did fall into trying to prove myself Mm -hmm. because it's like, I want you to know how smart I am. I want to see that dumb look on your face because you should never underestimate anybody. And I used to fall into that trap a lot and it took me a long time to realize, okay, you may think I'm dumb, but my work will speak for itself. I don't have to go out of my way to show you how smart I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, you see me in the hallway a week later, you was in that magazine, that's your story. Yeah, stop talking about me, stop judging me. You know what I mean? So for me, sometimes it's like, I try to stop myself from having to prove to them like why I should right. be in here. I'm here because God said I'm supposed to be in here. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. all. And like, I feel like that's a constant battle with me. Like, I always, I don't know if it's like just because I'm black or just because it's always how I've been, but I always try to do something different and, and overachieve. I feel like it's kind of both. Like, it's definitely mm-hmm. personality. But in the classroom, I do try to do that too. Like, I'll see other people's work. And I'm like, that's good. I got to do better. Oh, everybody's doing this. I ain't gonna do that. Like, even like, more complicated. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, like the project last week, I saw everybody using neutral colors. I said, I'm gonna make mine bright. <laughs> I'm gonna be different. I hope I see people doing that. I'm gonna stand out. And it's just like, yeah. that needs to stand out and be different. It's like, why do I have to do that just to, to, if I did the average work, then I'm still seen lower than everybody else who did the average work. So it's like, mm-hmm. not have to overachieve just to barely be at, not even be at the top, but just, you know, get my recognition. No, for and sure. I just don't. I don't like it. It's not fair, obviously, but it's like I don't even know what I can do about it. And, and you're already the only or one of the only like black people in the room. Mm-hmm. So your work is already like overanalyzed. Like people are already I looking at you. More. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that's why I feel like you bringing that up is a good point. It's like why am I doing that? They use neutral colors. I'm using bright. Cause I'm the only black person. Like I'm not. When I to me, it's like if I submit my sheet. Oh, you're just a student submitting. No, you're the black student in the classroom mm-hmm. submitting your sheet. Therefore, they're expecting for what they can see from you, and that's why I feel like I always fall into like the the temptation to having to prove myself when I don't have to prove myself to nobody. Right. Like God already stamped and approved, and that's just like point blank period. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys feel like you get along more with male or female students? And why do you think that is? Like, you guys can share past experiences. Um, whoever wants to go first. Um, I will say, for me, like, when it comes to, 
I'll specifically just not like do uh, male or female, but specifically like white male, white female. Um, definitely, it's it be bad on both sides. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I'll speak so for white males, they'll definitely they'll really oppress you the most and make you feel the most inadequate. Like yes. I experienced that the most with white males. It's like um this black girl does not know what she's doing. I'm gonna talk around her. I'm gonna ignore everything she says. Matter of fact, to her face, I'm gonna say you're you're we're good on you. You're unqualified. Like. I don't even like working in spaces. People don't understand like how uncomfortable I am around like a whole group of white males. I'm like, why yes. am I here? I can't be here. Like, like, can we please move this around? I already feel slow around them. And it's like, this, sometimes the same thing with, um, well, f just speaking about girls in general, like we can, you know, they sometimes are more catty and have more attitude. But if I'm in a space with white girls, sometimes it's just like, mm, like we're gonna, we're just gonna be secretive and we're gonna make plans outside. Even though she's in our group, we're just gonna... Make right. these plans and just exclude her in this and Don't act like we didn't hear this and this. Or sometimes I even get the the opposite where it's like, oh, we're we're kind of scared that she'll just go off on us. So we're going with everything that she says and not give real feedback or mm -hmm. stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I can't really say it's better or worse, but I will say like with um like white females, it probably is like um I feel more comfortable just because. They don't make me like um, scared. I guess they don't make me uncomfortable to like a level of scaredness. If I'm just in around too many white males, that will give me like a more of like a uncomfortable where my heartbeat is going up and I'm just feeling mm -hmm. hyper aware of my surroundings. True. Yeah, you. Yeah, I like the word hyper aware. Like, you could be in your zone. Like, you could be, you know, have the greatest day. Mm -hmm. Just been walking, new album drop, and then. You see, like a group of white people. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you start thinking of white you know, Negro spiritual. And literally, you just get the like, like literally. I feel like yeah. I like glitch for like a second. I'm like, wait, what's well, on? Like, am I walking? Okay, I'm walking. You know, I'm like, I'm not like, mm -hmm. I'm not at all conforming, right? But it like really, Facts. like you just get, all right, and then you like look to see if they look in. You're like, all right, okay, cool, cool. And then like, I don't know. This is like a weird. Both groups just have like weird ways of interacting with you. Like mm -hmm. one group is super, like, "Hey, dude, you know you look like," and, and, the, and <laughs> the, the name any black yeah. person, <laughs> any black rapper, literally. And then the other group is like, you know, the woman might be like, "Oh yeah," you know, like they'll like mm -hmm. look at you, but scared. won't say none, or they'll like right. talk about you, won't say none. Like it's really like, I don't know, but just just seeing groups of them is just. uh you can be crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, you crazy. Oh, don't let them be intoxicated. Oh, yeah. I don't think let them that be is the worst. Oh yeah, maybe my Maybe I can gosh. handle one of my own, but you said it's five of them. Oh my Girl, when gosh. When it's a group of them and they drunk, they will speak. Now I can't tell you what it's gonna be about, but they are going to. Somebody's speak. gonna say something. Somebody's going to speak to. <laughs> and I literally just have to sit there with the. Let me just. Oh my God, let me just. Jesus. Like, and like I said, we were talking. Here they go. Here they go. It's like you know the whole energy thing. I was mm -hmm. like, man, because like, because even if I'm a little intoxicated, mm -hmm. then I, it's crazy because I still have to. It comes back to me. I'm like, oh dang, I'm still a black man. A black man. <laughs> now I gotta like listen to them. So, okay, oh, right. I love now I gotta I gotta fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's crazy. Feel. That's crazy. Y'all have a good one though. <laughs> And you still ain't left. Said I'm a good one five times. Literally, no, yeah, mad at the that's world. What's up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'ma just and then and then just keep talking. Like 
Full conversation, you're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, man, I was just. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? All right, bro, take it to him. Um, do you feel do like you? you... Okay, go ahead. No, I would just say, do you feel like you get along with male or female students, and why? Definitely more, uh, more women. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, like, um, even how I was like raised. You know, I think I was raised around a lot of like really strong, you know, black woman. Um, and just like, I've just always known how to be around women. Like just from, you know, casual standpoint, intimate standpoint, just like being able to have just regular conversations, like any or any level of conversation. Um, but just like, and it's really not even just being able to like it's really just knowing how to interact with people genuinely yeah like just true. knowing how to just talk to people and socialize um but i definitely am i don't know i, I can't even say necessarily woman i think i'm just uh i think i'm a pretty social dude now mm-hmm. um compared to how i used to be like i'm way more social now um compared to high school um so i i, I would say like yeah, I think I'm more with women, but then I'm also just like, you know, just, I think a lot of people do enjoy my energy. I think right. I do um, have pretty good vibes, and, you know, I think I'm... That's a great thing. You know, I'm pretty cool, you know, cool dude. So, like, I yeah, I think I'm just, you know, I ain't trying to, you know, toot my own horn, but, you know. All right, okay. <laughs> here you go. No, you did. It's too late. Yeah. Um, I feel like before I turned my life over to Christ, I wasn't picky with who I was around. Mm-hmm. And um, I let anybody be around. So I, I would say 50-50 with like male and female. Um, but when I turned my life over to Christ, it's not even so. It's just an aspect of I only want to be around people who can recharge me and who have not necessarily have their life over to Christ, but maybe have an interest in it. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to be around anybody because you can drain my energy or I'm just not around people who on like the same, what we say, on like the spiritual level that I am, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and white males, and I'm happy you brought that up, Kira. I, 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 I actually, I think I'm very fearful of white males. They definitely scare me. Um, I've been the most disrespected by white males. Like, I can, I can really recall a situation, and I was happy that I actually had a white male professor and it was actually a white student. So it was like, it was nice to see that although he was a grown white man, he didn't agree with this young white student's perspective. And he like kept calling me a dog. The whole entire class kept referring me to as a dog. And that like, mm-hmm. the whole that, class, girl, what was this? I, high school. Oh, okay. School. See, that's still bogus. No, but like that makes but sense that, to me But that professor, school. that teacher, he was not playing. He made him apologize in front of everybody. Um, there was another girl in there. It was, I was the only black student there. She was um, biracial. And she was also being disrespected too. He made them apologize for everybody. Even after class, he made us meet after school so he can apologize. But later on, every time I saw the guy, he was just still aggressive towards me. Right. Like, just say that you're intimidated by by black women, because that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Um, and when it comes to like black men, I don't know. I feel like I get a lot of sexual tension from them, and I feel like that's why I don't have black male friends. It's like they don't know what friends zoning is. They can't stay friends. And that, to me, that upsets me because sometimes I do want a male perspective on, you know, a couple things. And 
it's just like, bro, you're weird. Like, why are your hormones, <laughs> like, why are your hormones out of balance? Like, all the time. Like, um, and it's just, I don't know. When it comes to the girls, though, like you said, they're just chatty. Like, it can, it can be all over the place. But for the most part, now that I've turned my life over to Christ, that's what I'm picky about. Mm-hmm. So, it, it definitely um, eliminates a lot of the other things that I've been through. But yeah, if I still see a white male, like by themselves, it's just one, I can handle it. I can, I can walk down that, down that hallway. I've passed a couple of them, right. you know, I'm, I might be leaning against the wall, but I passed you. But let it be a couple, they still speak, but it's just like, I don't think they know how uncomfortable they make me feel. But it's also something I have to um, work on within myself because I can't specifically take that situation and apply it to all of them. Right. So have you guys like attempted to create like relationships with people, white people specifically in the classroom? And how did that go? Just trying to like, and I don't mean like build a relationship as in like best friends, but just like, you just know, talk just more than surface level, more than small talk. Just trying mm-hmm. to like build more of a relationship with somebody. And it just, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like, I feel like I've tried. I, I've, I've given them the opportunity, but sometimes what they want to talk about that's also a problem too. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not. I don't want to engage in that type of conversation. And I don't know. It's like I feel like all white people know all white people, and mm-hmm. so therefore they already have relationships established. So they, the things that they talk about, I don't really feel like I should hear because I don't know you personally like that to know your business. And to me, in my classes, they discuss a lot of their personal business just mm-hmm. out there. So that's also a problem too. But I've tried and. I mean, I still continue trying. My Bible study is full of mostly white girls. And, you know, it's different then because we're more on the Christianity aspect. But, and that's, yeah, I have tried and it's gone well. But in the classrooms, we speak, you know, cordially. And, yeah, that's about it. Dang, I would say, nah, I think it's been pretty service level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Go I th- ahead. It's <laughs> always like, we got to be cool. We got to get this project done. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to be mad while I'm at work. Like, it's like I'm doing every little thing to make my experience a little bit easier. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, let me just, hey, what's your name? Oh, let me get your snap. <laughs> make a group chat. Let me group chat. Yes, they like, love group chats. Oh, my God. Oh, it my is. gosh. I got a secret a group chat for every class. Like, bro, come on. The only reason I use Snapchat, not even to look at people's stories, I got to keep up with my, my group chats. Yeah, but I just don't even think. Um, and the thing is, there are some really like I ain't gonna lie. I I met some really cool white people. I just never wanted to make it to that next. Like I, I just I don't know. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I you know I like that you appreciate us and you know mm-hmm. you care. Right. I just like I just don't I just don't care. Like I don't care enough mm-hmm. to want to be like. Cause hey, like signing up to explain yourself for yeah. your friendship, and then they ain't doing the bare minimum. You know what I mean? Like, no, you need to be advocating to march with us too. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, it's everybody problem. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, I don't, I'll never be hitting them up like you trying to go get something to eat. Like, if, <laughs> you know, if I see you, I see you. It literally That's is it. just if I see you, I see you. Like, right, I right. visibly, I visibly can't remember a time when I was like, I'm finna hit up so and so. I'm finna hit up John. You know. <laughs> Oh, but that's me though, so I don't know. Well, for me, um, I would say, like you said, very surface level. And kind of like what you were saying too, like I don't think all white people know all white people, but they definitely know how to communicate each other. Like they got their own little mm-hmm. 
You dig? So they just know how to commu communicate with each other. So it's like, me, I can be in a room, nobody knows each other, or our group, nobody knows each other. For some reason, by the end of the project, everybody else is best friends, but for me, I'm the only one who still hasn't built a single relationship. So it's like, mm -hmm. I also feel like them not wanting to connect with me on that level too, like choosing to keep it surface level. Cause it's like, if you met me and Jessica on the same day, why are you and Jessica best friends? Talking about y'all went out last night. <laughs> but I'm still just surface level. So that's where I just kind of see the like, mm -hmm. it's like, do y'all even feel comfortable creating relationships? Cause even yeah. me, like, like you said, I just want to be comfortable it's not really a, um, a matter of, oh, I want to be best friends and I really just want to make relationships, but it's like, I want to be comfortable. We sit here for hours a week. Let's get a little bit beyond that basic <laughs> surface level. Let's have some more small talk about other stuff. What music y'all listen right. to? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, why me? I feel like I'm overextending myself. I always have to speak first, but you guys are clicked up. And that's mm -hmm. the part for me, like you always have to speak first. Yeah. And I've yeah. had conversations about this with all my other friends, like, like you're always gonna have to speak first. And it's like people, they don't want to get anywhere beyond that surface level. So it's always mm -hmm. going to stay surface level. I'm not saying they need to overextend themselves, but it's like, if I see you doing that to everybody else, you're building relationships with other people, you're around less than me. Why am I the only one who's still right. left out of the loop and I still show up every day type of thing? Right. Exactly. And that's something they gotta confront in yourself. Cause like you said, I'm looking around, I'm the only black girl in here, only black person maybe, mm -hmm. and you ain't talk to me. Right. That's something within them. And they probably ain't even confronting yet. But yeah, like you said, it's about being comfortable. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like I should, like, I don't know. Like, it should just happen. Like, I'm doing it to feel comfortable. I should just feel comfortable just like them. It should just come naturally. But right. the fact that I have to talk to you to make you feel comfortable, therefore, and then I also have to, like, there's a barrier because it's not like you making an effort to talk to me. Mm -hmm. So that also just makes it difficult. So I'm trying to figure out how I got to speak to y'all and how to word stuff, what words to use. I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up on how y'all speaking to each other so I can right. I can try to pick it up but it's like and it's no, like I'm, that code switch I'm right over there. right it's like I'm overdoing my part like I should just come in here and talk and be cool but now I'm overdoing my part because now I'm overthinking how to have a conversation right it shouldn't be that it and should I just flow a little bit right it's like are you, you guys are already clicked y'all talking about stuff I'm just here I don't even I don't even know how to speak to y'all like exactly y'all feel like y'all look lost and confused when I start talking so it's like I don't even know I don't want to continue talking because I'm doing something wrong I'm making somebody uncomfortable y'all ever y'all ever feel like you be in class and like like let's say like you know the class like let's say some people answer um oh let's say it's like it's like a discussion question mm -hmm. and some people already didn't raise their hands whatever blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and then you got something to say and then you feel like the whole energy in the room it just like shifted. Shift. It's yeah. no longer a debate. It's like, mm -hmm, it yeah. especially depends on what we're talking about, mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, if we're talking about race or black people, I'm gonna always speak up because I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Because, especially if I'm the only black person in here, they kind of make it feel like you have to speak too. Because if you definitely. don't, it's like, do you even care about black people's problems as a black person? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely felt that. But at the same time, if the energy shifts, that's on you. Like, the energy shift. That's Every time me. I speak, it's like quiet, mute. Nobody's talking. A few people just like nodding their heads. And nice. then the, the discussion never picks up after that. So I'm just like. They switched the slide. Professor I'm like, the slide. oh, they switched the slide. I'm like, we ain't going to pick it back up. <laughs> What's going on? And, like, And it makes you feel like what you said was like. That's like some crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I said what was needed to be said because maybe first of all, if the professor not black and we talk about black issues, that's already a problem for me. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and speak up and 
try to educate everybody in the room. It's, like, it's just like, you know when you can tell somebody has something to say, but they just not going to say it right now? Yes. Like, they look at their friends like, oh, I'm fine. I got I got something to tell you later. Like, I got to comment on that, exactly. but I ain't going to say it. That's exactly how it is. Everybody is looking at you in silence, looking at each other. Next slide. I'm okay. See, make me not want to speak. <laughs> Man, like, you'll say something so fire, but then you got to you gotta end it with, like, so yeah. <laughs> right, I said something snap-worthy. Like, why is y'all quiet? Then, okay. But that's all, that's all I have. But, but it's crazy because let you not say something and then somebody else will say what you was thinking and y'all be like... They start clapping, standing on yeah, the They'll be like, you know what? Teacher will be like, you know what? That's a great point. There's a really big debate on that. I'm like, oh. Are you serious right now? Like, fine. And then sometimes it's like... I, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I feel like there's students who talk too much and too long. Oh and after gosh. a while, Always. they ain't even conveying a point. At all, just want to hear some, themselves speak. Facts. And somehow the professors still want to continue the conversation. But let me say something. We switch in the slide. And it's okay, like, that's we're done. annoying. Because mm -hmm. it's like you're showing two different perspectives for me. And, and it's like it's not a good outcome for me. Mm -hmm. So does anybody have any... Anything lasting that they want to say on adversities in the classroom? I would just say, if um, for all my fellow white classmates listening, <laughs> um, just allow uh, black people and students of color, give them the space to be able to be themselves mm -hmm. and express themselves. And you don't have to follow it up with maybe necessarily, you know, compliments or blah, 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 like, just let them be themselves and um, don't be afraid to reach out to them mm -hmm. if you actually want to have a real conversation. Because we love to talk. We do. <laughs> we do actually like to talk. Like, you know, just we, like else. we do be tired we and we'll tell you if we... <laughs> If we don't feel like saying something. <laughs> we'll say another time. I don't even want to talk about exactly. it right now. Exactly. Well, this right here messes with my Because I've too. definitely done that a few times. That's a good conversation, and I'm glad you want to learn, but I, mm -hmm. not right now. I'm not going to do that right now. Like, yeah. So, I mean, there's always more conversations that can be had, but just understand that we, you know, we're going through a lot. We're so not going to start it. Yeah, yes. like we already... There's already we're already doing a lot coming into the space, mm -hmm. so just don't expect us to always have to, like I don't know, conform or, you know, do whatever, blah blah blah. But just you know, just give us that space to be able to be ourselves. That's all I gotta say. Mm -hmm. I think that was a good point. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Taylor, for coming on here. We really appreciate you being on here a second time. Yes, we good conversation that. once again. You bet. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the stuff I'm talking about. So we would also like to inform you guys that we will be taking a winter break and we'll be um, resuming our episodes a little after the spring semester. So that concludes today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the love. We post episodes bi-weekly on Mondays and we post um, bi-weekly on Wednesdays on our YouTube channel. You can reach us on our website at blackgirlincollege.com or on Instagram at blackgirlincollegepodcast to give us some feedback on our episodes. And also to see what we are working on. So see you next time. Peace. Peace.